0: Hi, and welcome to Hugs and House Keys, a podcast all about rebuilding the trust gap between clients and contractors. I'm your host, Joshua Page, a husband, father, and entrepreneur. And I look forward to going on this journey with you to help you build better relationships, bring back trust to our communities, and regain those hugs and house keys. Hi, welcome to Hugs and House Keys, a podcast all about rebuilding the trust gap from clients to contractors. I'm Joshua Page, your host, and when I was 13 years old, I was just trying to find my way. I just lost my best friend, my mother, to cancer a few months prior. I was a and d student. I didn't really like school, and I knew if I went to a trade school, I only had to go two weeks out of the month. Into, the, into school, the other two weeks out of the month would be in my trade. I always liked the animatronics and the gory makeup in the movies, so I figured, you know what? Cosmetology would probably be the trade for me. So once I got into school and went through a few weeks of exploratory and realized that what cosmetology was all about, and I couldn't picture myself doing French tips, French braids, and manicures for the rest of my life. So I said, I got to find another trade. So we started looking into all the different trades and, and I got into electrical and I really liked it. There was a lot of friends from my previous school in that class and we had a lot of fun. It was not easy though. My sophomore year, I was in summer school for electrical related, which is essentially the classroom training for electrical. I failed. I was not good at it. I was also suspended every single year of my high school life except for senior year. I also moved in with my father, who I only lived with every other weekend since I was two years old. And it didn't end up working out, and I ran away twice. And the second time, I didn't come back. And I ended up living with my aunt until I graduated high school. About two months prior to graduating high school, I finally realized I got to get my stuff together because there's nothing else to fall back on, and I'm going to be graduating and becoming an adult. So I said, all right, this electrical thing is is really where I'm going to be. Um, I went into working for a company my last two months of of senior year every other week uh, instead of going to school, which is great. When I graduated high school, I ended up working full time for that electrical company, which was a very large electrical company. And we would go to school every Saturday for the apprenticeship. And I did that for three years until I got my journeyman's license. Then I went back to school, I got my master's license. And then uh, about six months after that, I actually went and applied to become an, an instructor in that same company to teach apprentices that I just left and I ended up teaching level three electrical apprentices for three years in that company alongside believe it or not some of the same instructors that taught me at Monitech it was it was unbelievable and amazing and I worked for that company for eight years doing large industrial commercial electrical projects I mean huge projects big schools uh, college dorms power plants Uh, very, very big, large commercial, commercial projects. And it was great. And then I had this, this push, this drive, this need to really go out on my own. So I did after eight years, um, in that company, I left, I left a very good paying job, great insurance and, and vacation pay. And I, left that job to go out on my own and I was about two years married. I had a one-year-old son, a mortgage payment, and seven hundred and fifty dollars in my checking account. And I quit. And I got started doing infrared thermal imaging. I took out a loan and bought an infrared camera and I started looking at electrical panels And then that led me into doing uh, flat roofs, moisture intrusion, air infiltration. I started doing home energy audits. I actually went down to New Mexico and got trained on equine thermography. So you can use the infrared camera on horses. It was amazing stuff, right? Incredible. But things started to slow down a little bit and I had to figure out what I was gonna do and how I was gonna make my money. So I started becoming an AFAB mechanic. And if you don't know what that means, that means anything for a buck. I was in survival mode. There, there was no other income coming in except for myself. I mean, my wife worked. But I just quit this great job, and, and I've got to support the family. So we, we did more and more at home energy audits and then the customers during the home energy audit when I was finding air infiltration or moisture or anything like that, they'd want me to start to fix the problems. And I said, yeah, I can fix the problems, no, no big deal. So we did it, we started doing little handyman stuff and I mean hanging blinds, uh, dusting vents, putting up fences. I can't tell you the amount of times that I got poison ivy from head to toe from doing fences. All right. Um, we would replace sinks or install tile or put sheetrock up, paint decks. Um, I did anything and everything that I could. Still doing the infrared camera stuff, but we were really getting heavy into the handyman. That handyman work uh, led me into doing foreclosures. <clears throat> They needed people to go in there and secure the house. It's called property preservation. To secure the house once the um, homeowner left or abandoned the house or whatever it was. So we had to go in there and change out doorknobs, door locks, board up windows, throw all the trash away, vacuum out six-month-old diarrhea out of the toilets using a Home Depot shop vacuum. All right, let me tell you, and we got pretty busy, so I, I ended up hiring a friend of mine to help me out with that, and I can't tell you the amount of times that me and him would be on the side of a building, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, in the city of Worcester, with MS-13 spray-painted on the houses next door. And we'd be puking and throwing up from the rancid smell of this diarrhea, of these rotten refrigerators and freezers that we would have to carry out of these houses wrapped in duct tape so all the Tabasco sauce and six-month-old hamburger in the freezer didn't come flying out at us and throw them in the dumpsters. It was nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, I've seen things in these houses that that the normal everyday people have not seen, and they were disgusting. There were over probably three to four houses that as we're cleaning them out, I either almost put my hand down or knelt in hypodermic needles that were in carpets or behind people's beds. Uh, It was just disgusting, disgusting work. And one day after cleaning out these toilets, I had this epiphany that I'm a master electrician. What am I doing vacuuming out six-month-old diarrhea? I had it. So I stopped it. I stopped working for the handyman. I stopped working for the foreclosures. And I said, I've got a family to, to support. I, I gotta get back to work. So I went looking for an electrical job. And I found one, and it was a nice small company and ended up working for them for two months. And then all of a sudden, in 2011, the Halloween nor'easter happened in Massachusetts. And a lot of people lost power. And all of a sudden, my phone just started ringing and ringing and ringing for generators, for portable generator hookups. And everyone wanted power. And I said, you know what? This is my tap on the shoulder. This is my calling right here. I'm, I'm leaving this company, and I'm going to start my own electrical company. So that's what I did. I started JP, uh, Joshua Page Electrician in 2011, just myself. And within about three to four months, I hired an apprentice. Within a year, I, I hired an electrician. And then in 2013, we became incorporated to JP Electric & Sun. We continued growing. We continued our, our client base. And we kept hiring. We got up to 10, 12 guys office personnel, secretaries, office managers. In 2015, we purchased a 61-year-old company, a 61-year-old electrical company that had a huge following and client base and continued our reach. So now we're operating two companies. We've moved our office from one town to the next and we continue growing. 2017, uh, uh, November of 2017, we purchased an additional company in a completely separate uh, city about 45 minutes away to continue our reach, can, to continue our client base, and to keep on pushing. So now I own and operate three electrical companies in the state of Massachusetts with 15 employees, a project manager, an office manager, a service manager, and some of the greatest electricians and apprentices you've ever met. And the reason why I tell you all these things is I've seen it, I've done it, I've been there in the trades. And that is why we, I wanted to start this podcast is because things have rapidly changed since I got into business, truly got into business in 2011 when I started the electrical business. But even before that with the foreclosures and the handyman stuff and the infrared thermal imaging, I was figuring myself out, you know, I didn't go to college, I barely made it through high school, but it was a school, what what they call a school of hard knocks, you know, I've always said there's no better way of learning a lesson than losing a thousand dollars, you'll never do it again, I guarantee you. So um, within those last seven years, a lot's changed in this company, I mean I started myself, now I've got payroll, I've got computers and office buildings. I mean, incredible amount of growth. But one thing that I've noticed that really hasn't changed out there is trust or really it's gone down. We live in such a trust depleted society that, that people don't trust their own family. People don't trust their neighbors. They don't trust, you know, their, their own friends. You know, and in the contractor world, is that's what this is about. It's rebuilding the trust gap between clients and contractors, but really this works with anybody, right? It's, it's with anybody that you're gonna interact with. We live in, tr- in such a trust depleted society that we need to get back to rebuilding this trust. Where did we go wrong? The podcast is called Hugs and House Keys. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. The company that I purchased in 2015, 61-year-old company. It started with a one man in 1954, okay? Electricity was really brought out in the late 1800s, 1890, I believe 1887-1890, somewhere around there, Thomas Edison um lit up the first street lights in Menlo Park, New Jersey, okay? Um BX Wiring came out around 1905, so I mean, we're, we're talking 1954, this company started. Now, as I was going through things, uh, through drawers and whatever else, cleaning some stuff out from that old company, I found hundreds and hundreds of house keys. I mean, incredible, I, I've, I have them right here because I look at them and, and just stare at the names on them and it's, it's 123 Main Street or, or Miller Residence or um, the, the, the name of the company or whatever it is. And I, and I kept thinking to myself, why do they have all these keys, whether a building key, a facility key, uh, and a house key? Why are there so many keys? I've been in business now for seven years and I've only probably received three or four keys but it's to get into the property or to get into the house and then return it when you're done or leave it on the kitchen table or the counter or whatever it might be. And the reason being is because we had so much more trust back then. Those customers, clients, homeowners, business owners trusted that company. They trusted them with their key. They trusted their neighbor with the key. They trusted their family member. So where as a society in the last 61 years have we gone wrong? Why do we not trust anyone? Why is there no more house keys? It's called hugs and house keys. Why why is a hug in there? To me, a hug from a client or customer is one of the biggest forms of trust compared to a house key that I can imagine. Because this person has just started out with a phone call or an email, right? And I want you to do some work on my house or I want you to do some work on my business. And then you become friends or you create this business relationship with them that when you talk, they listen, that you're the expert, they trust you to the point that the next meeting they you have, it's not a handshake, it's a hug. And that's incredible feeling to have as a contractor, as a salesman, as a mechanic, as a landscaper, whatever it may be. Those two items, hugs and house keys, are incredible forms of trust in this world and in, in this society that we live in. I have been told um, that we do things completely backwards in the Western civilization in the United States, that there's other parts of the of the world, the war-torn areas of Iraq and Afghanistan, that you cannot walk into a village and try to purchase something without having a relationship. You'd be shot dead right there on the spot. Relationships come before the transactions. And I'm afraid to report that in this, in where we are, specifically Massachusetts, but not well, I guess not specifically, but my company is based in Massachusetts but throughout this whole country that I feel that we are so transaction driven that we have forgotten about the relationships we have forgotten that we are human beings that we are emotional social creatures that we thrive on relationships and why has this gone south we're going to figure that out we're going to be talking about those things in this podcast all right, These are the things that I want to touch on, hugs and house keys, rebuilding the trust gap between clients and contractors. Who should be listening to this podcast? Anyone that's in the, in the trades, tradesmen, tradeswomen, let's not forget about the women. All right, there are some incredible, hard-working women in the trades. Okay, so I, I might say tradesmen, but I really mean all of it, tradesmen, tradeswomen, tradespeople. I'm gonna do my best to, to stick on that tradespeople, but I might mess up every once in a while, okay? So go easy on me. There are some incredible, incredible people that are working in the trades. Just to name a few, I mean, landscapers, roofers, masons, electricians, plumbers, carpenters, uh, dumpster delivery, you know, uh, florists. Anything really, let's just base it on the service industry, right? Anyone in that industry that goes to a person's business or goes to a person's house to deliver services or service-based, HVAC, that is service-based, this podcast is going to be for you. And on the flip side, the homeowners and business owners that need service done, that need people coming to their house or to their business to, to do work, the same thing goes there that this is for you as well this isn't strictly for massachusetts this is for this country this is nationwide you know these are the people that should be listening to this because we are going to be hitting on some topics that people might be thinking about but nobody is speaking about all right i want to get into the inner workings of the service industry the trade industry and really figure out how do we rebuild this trust how do we get this back all right how even on the client side how can we help the clients how can we as homeowners we're all homeowners all these tradesmen tradeswomen we're all homeowners we're all well some, most of us are business owners or even if you work even if you're an electrician working for the company you know or a, or a plumber working for a company You got to listen to this podcast because we're going to be hitting on topics that are really, really going to help you rebuild those relationships and build that trust again. And okay, so why do we care about trust? Well, I don't know, because we're human beings, because we're emotional, social creatures, because we thrive on it. It's in our biology. That's why it's going to help your business grow. It's going to help you to close more sales it's going to help you to take care of those clients if you truly care to build relationships and truly care to about that client this trust is where it starts all right trust is where you need to start and the same thing on the client side same thing on the customer side the homeowners the business owners the same thing with them you need to be able to rebuild your inner workings of trust on the trade industry, on the service industry. All right, that's, the the definition of trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. All right, firm, firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. That is the true definition of trust. All right, that's what we are going to be rebuilding here. Hugs and house keys, rebuilding the, tr- um, rebuilding the trust gap between clients and contractors. All right, this is episode one. I really appreciate you listening and please help spread the word. All right, tell your friends, tell your family to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Share it, bring it to the nation. Let's get this movement going of rebuilding this trust gap, rebuilding relationships, building and rebranding human connections, all right? So we can all succeed in the client and the contractor world.